guys, welcome to another episode of Justice Sobriety, where we talk, share, and spill the tea soberly and anonymously. Today, I'd like to go over steps 8 and 9, and the 12 steps, so let's get right to it. I have a book called The 12 Hidden Rewards of Making Amends, Finding Forgiveness and Self-Respect by Working Steps 8 and through 10, and it's by Ellen Berger if you're interested. So step eight is we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. There is a therapeutic effect to step eight, which is being accountable for our actions, increases our trustworthiness and self-esteem. So what makes this step so challenging according to the book, it's we're being asked to break a basic rule of our false self, which once demanded that we had to be perfect, that we had to be superhuman to be okay. Being human wasn't enough. We had to become someone we were not. We had to be more than human. We rejected ourselves to become a fabricated self. Okay, so by listing everyone we have harmed, we are facing our faults. We're tearing down our facade and facing our humanity. We are dispelling the myth of perfection that the false self created. We're being accountable, honest, and humble. We are not running or hiding from the truth. We are facing ourselves as we are and became, and becoming willing to correct our mistakes. Only the best in us can face the worst in us. Wow, that's really powerful. We need, to, we need the best of us to take the lead. So... That was from the book on page 60 and 61, chapter 5, so um, that was was pretty powerful. So whenever I did my step 8, I listed all of the people from my past and present that I feel I have harmed in some kind of way, and I went, it was almost like doing a fourth step again. And I listed everything and I went through each person and scenario with my sponsor. And my sponsor told me, okay, yeah, that that needs an amends. Oh, or or no, you you were just a kid or whatever. So I went through all of those. I sorted my list out. I figured out who I could actually do amends to. Um, who I'd have to call, who I'd have to meet in person, and who I'd just have to make living amends for because they were, they're no longer with us. So I started on that. Um, What I personally had to do, just so I can get all my thoughts out, for each of their, each of the names, I kind of wrote out a letter, and it started with, this paragraph basically saying, um, you know, I have to straighten out my past with you, myself, and God in order to stay sober, and I can actually read an example of that in just a second, just so you guys can. Okay, so for each person, I started out with this. It says, as you know, I'm working a 12-step program to stay sober. Part of that program is getting right with you, myself, and God. I will not overcome my addiction or drinking if I don't do my utmost to straighten out my past. It is clear to me that I've caused you harm in the following ways. 
So there I listed all the ways, just depending on, you know, how much I've done to this person. And then I ask, is there anything I left out? Is there anything I can do to make it right? And that's what I did for everyone in my eighth step for my list. I think I had about 17 or 18 people. But I I had more beforehand, but again, this isn't my first time doing the step. So I've already made a handful of amends. So it's basically just continuing on where I left off. So that was step eight. And then step nine was actually, you know, approaching these people and making the amends out loud. Writing everything down was pretty easy. It sucked to see all of the things that I have done to these people because all of them are like loved ones. And I felt pretty guilty, but I knew it had to be done. Because I remember how important it was the first time and how the relationships that I did make the amends to changed drastically for the better. So moving on to step nine. So we may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And according to the book, the therapeutic effect was resolving unfinished business and restoring social justice. So it says here, uh, step eight has helped us identify who we need to make the amends to and what we needed to make amends for. Step nine is about how we're going to go about making amends. So again, it's constantly reminding us that we cannot do any more harm because what's the point in selfishly doing this and upsetting someone else? And like that's almost a means for more amends and that's just, that can cause a cycle that I don't think anyone really wants to go through. And it's not fair to the people who are getting harmed along the way. So anyways, I was pretty nervous this time. I understood the importance of it and I just, I wanted to make sure I had everything as detailed as possible. Not per se, like, oh, I did this, this, and this to you in this way on this day, but I just wanted to make sure I covered everything because I, I didn't want to feel like I left anything out. Because if I feel like I, ha I left anything out, I'm going to still feel guilty. I'm still not going to feel as free and as, I don't want to say satisfied, but um, I'll still feel like there's unfinished business. Even if the other person feels okay, it's this is still about us. <laughs> it's a selfish program, but that's okay. We're doing it to stay sober. But the first few that I made, they, they didn't, I didn't really feel anything after them. Um, some of them are like old friends or exes or whatever. Um, the ones that really started 
hitting me more than I thought they would were the family ones. Um, one of them was, um, one of them was my mom. Not many of you know what happened with that, but basically I did a lot of things. I said a lot of things to her because I was hurt and angry and I felt justified. But it's not okay. It wasn't okay that I said any of those things and I I was at the point where I was kind of tearing up and I did not think I would tear up. I thought I would just be able to say everything and we'd have a quick conversation and it would be done, but I didn't realize how much it affected me of holding on to all of those things for almost basically my entire life up until that point. It really affected me and I felt like a huge weight was lifted and I think it meant a lot to her too. I'm not gonna really say more than that just for anonymity um and she doesn't even know this part but after making the amends and we had a long conversation but once we hung up I had to video call because we don't live in the same state I just broke down I just I just started crying (laughs) and it was it was really weird. I was not prepared for that. But I felt so much better. I felt so much better than I ever thought I would. And this amends I've been skipping since the first time I did step nine. Because I didn't think I was capable and I was scared that I wouldn't be able to change, but I was willing because she deserved a better version of me. And uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Okay. (laughs) So there was that. Um, Another one was another family member. And it's just some of their responses. I just, I, they took me by surprise. Like whenever I got to, is there anything I can do to make it right? Some of them said, I'm already, I already did it. Time's over. Or I'm doing it because, you know, I'm doing what I have to do to get my shit together. And this is coming from a person who I didn't think saw me like that. I thought I was still a disappointment in their eyes. So just admitting everything I've done and getting that kind of response instead of, oh no, fuck you, like you still have a long way to go. It really meant a lot. Um, Okay, so moving forward, I wanted to read from the book here. Again, if you have the book, you can read along with me. It's on page 76 from The Twelve Hidden Rewards of Making Amends. 
Um, it's Hazelton, by the way. Um, so be sincere and willing to go to any lengths to make someone whole. In step eight, we became willing to make amends to those people we have harmed. Step, step nine is about being sincere when making the amends. We're trying to restore social justice. What does this mean? It means that we restore the human rights of a person whom we have violated. If we were genuinely sincere, there is a chance that our amends will promote healing and make someone whole again. I can't say that I made anyone whole again, but I don't think it hurt them any more than I already have in the past. Okay, back to the book. We need to face the pain we have caused others. If we have harmed a child or children, we interfered with their physical, emotional, and or spiritual development. We stole them from a, we stole from them a safe atmosphere in which to grow and develop. If we wounded a partner, spouse, or parent, we caused them hardship, grief, anxiety, depression, insecurity, low self-esteem, or fear. Betrayal, cruelty, boundary, violation, selfishness, and insincerity caused physical illness, emotional disorders, and spiritual wounds. Being sincere when we made amends is the result of putting the best of us, the best in us in charge of the task, the part of us that has empathy and compassion for those who have hurt us, who we have hurt, I'm sorry, compassion for those we have hurt so we can begin to glimpse the pain and suffering we have caused. Uh, I'm skipping ahead. When we traumatize someone, we steal much joy from their lives. Instead of doing more enjoyable activities, they may spend their time struggling with their pain. When we make amends, we must acknowledge how deeply we have wounded others. We must help them understand that what we did was not personal. They, our victims, were in no way responsible for what we had done to them. We cannot justify our rotten behavior. We did what we did because of who we are, not because of who they are. We must try to help them dispel the idea that what happened to them was personal. Conveying this point is especially important when we choose to make amends to a partner for being unfaithful. We must, we also must be willing to go to any lengths to make financial restitution or make whole those who we have hurt. As a way to right a wrong, some of us have gone to jail to, to serve time for crimes we've committed. Others have spent years making financial restitution to those they have stolen from. Some of us have paid for the therapy someone needed in order to address the emotional and spiritual damage we caused through our emotions or verbal abuse. The point is, we need to be willing to take total responsibility for our harmful actions and to go to great lengths to restore social justice. Our sincerity to face and make right the harm that we have done will be crucial in helping our victims begin the healing process. This can only be achieved if we're making amends for the right reason. What, therefore, is the right reason? The answer is that we have to make amends because it's the right thing to do rather than making amends because we are seeking forgiveness. If we make amends to gain forgiveness, then we are manipulating the other person into doing what we want. That kind of manipulation simply inflicts more harm. When we are sincere, forgiveness may come or it may not. The point is that we cannot expect to be forgiven because we are humbling ourselves and taking responsibility for what we have done wrong. 
Our job is to make amends for the sake of our integrity to restore social justice. Keeping a hold on the right reason for making amends can help us respond appropriately whether we are forgiven or not. If we make amends for the right reason, then a victim's lack of forgiveness will not knock us off balance. We will give them room to respond in whatever way they need to. We will let them vent or tell us how they were hurt. We won't interrupt them or insist they are wrong. We will honor and respect their feelings. So, it's enough reading from the book. I just felt that was very powerful and very, very helpful for me whenever I redid step nine. Uh, Whenever it mentions if we have hurt a spouse and it caused, you know, like the fear, trust issues, all this and that. Yeah, I did that. I did so much to hurt my partner. And she was probably at wit's ends with me. Um, But whenever I made amends to her, and I listed, it was a long list, like um, about a page. When I listed this page of all these things I've done, I... I, I don't know, it just it just changed, something changed, and she just, she was willing, she was willing to hear me out. She was willing to be patient with me. She was more willing to be, um, like, you know, understanding, especially when I was still struggling. She, I think what, I don't know what she needed, But I think hearing that I was finally taking responsibility for everything that I put her through, I think it really helped. And things were so bad, but once I made amends with her, we were finally able to slowly rebuild our relationship. And I I couldn't be more grateful. I, I thought I was losing her. I really thought I was losing her. I even, when I first got into recovery, I I was losing hope. I didn't think we were gonna make it through Christmas. And I got there in October. (laughs) So it was, it was to that extent. There's something that I wrote, um, and it's about that. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but It says here, I can either choose to beat myself up and live in the guilt of the pain I've caused her or do my best every day to show her how much I love her. Nearly every day I wonder why she's still with me because I was convinced love wasn't enough when there are so many unresolved problems, when there are so much heartache and misdirection. Some days I don't know why she loves me, but then that's just me projecting my own insecurities on her when loving me is all she's done the past six years. Despite the distance, fear, uncertainty, um, the happiness in between, no matter what, she's always been there. No matter how hard I've tried pushing her away, the harmful things I deliberately do or say, of all the places to go, of all the people to love, she fought for us to be okay. Looking back on our life together, I wouldn't have it any other way. 
um, there's more stuff, but it's really sappy. <laughs> and I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to read it. But I think you'll... I think you're gonna be okay. I'm not hearing that. Um... And there was one more thing. Let's see. I don't know where it is. Hmm. That's weird. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Sorry for the pause. I was trying to find it. So another thing I wrote... And I feel like it is kind of related to steps eight and nine. Um, it's more about, you know, how we hurt people. So let's face it. We've all hurt people in and out of our addiction, whether we meant to or not. We've all burned bridges along the way, and that's okay. It's a part for, it's a part of life for most, and if not all of us here. We probably feel so many forms of guilt, but guess what? We already fucked up. The harm has been done, and there's no amount of praying, drinking, or using that will change that. For the bridges still standing, we have to pick one of two choices. One, wallow in that guilt, or two, make amends and never stop living up to the promises of corrective action. Live in the past or for today. It wasn't always that clear to me. <laughs> there was a period of time in my early sobriety where I could not let the horrible things I've done go. Do you think it helps me? Not a single fucking bit. If anything, it made me want to hurt myself and stay miserable and drink because I thought I deserved it. I hurt her. Why didn't I deserve it? Would that have been beneficial to my recovery had I actually done those things? No. Would doing the same thing benefit your recovery? If you don't know the answer to that, please ask your sponsor. So, that's what I wrote I hope you guys got something out of this um, again it's just my experience with steps 8 and 9 everyone's going to be different and if you haven't gotten to there yet it's really not too bad just be honest but keep others in mind don't hurt them to make yourself feel better Anyways, I'm going to close out um, just a moment of silence for the addicts and alcoholics in and out of the rooms who are still suffering. Alright, serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I love you guys so much. I hope you love yourselves. If not, just keep trying and I'll love you until you learn to. All right, have a wonderful day or night or evening, whatever it is, wherever you're at. And until next time, take care of yourselves. Bye.